Welcome to another post game, the final post game of the regular season of the 2023 Buffalo Bandit season. Back with your boys from Banditland Boulevard, Trevor Howard, Tony LaMonica, recapping a guess what? The offense is back 16 to 10 victory over the Albany Firewolves, clinching the number one overall seed in the entire league, which is great, and finishing off the season 14 and 4. Your Buffalo Bandits are in the same exact position as where they were last season going into the playoffs. We have another shot at this thing, Tony. This thing is huge. But this game this past Saturday, you were there. You caught a ball. You probably saved a fan from a concussion, catching a ball in the stands. Uh, that atmosphere was all bandits all day down there in Albany. Just an all, just a complete victory. Awesome win. Yeah, you got to give credit where credit is due. And the boys came to play, obviously. They wanted to show why they are a high-powered offense and why they are so good on defense. And again, it was an all-around effort of a plus effort from all positions like obviously from our fogo guy winning i don't know maybe more than 70 percent of his face-offs last uh saturday and for the fact that uh, our offense had 16 goals about time we got up that high and for the fact that our defense still to this day even with replacing vince with shanahan late in the game and still keeping them at 10 or lower so you know what all in all, I'm a very satisfied human being if they're watching that game. And Chase Frazier looking electric as usual. Uh, I know I know he went down with a little bit of an injury there towards the end of the game, but he should be fine for the playoffs. Uh, Josh Byrne looked great. Dane Smith looked great. The offense was really, really clicking. Um, face-offs were awesome. We didn't take a lot of penalties. And we really just dominated what seems to be probably the worst team in – professional box across this season in the Albany Firewolves, but a perfect mm-hmm. week to get that offense rolling. And I, they did have something to play for. So the whole thing about resting their starters from last week, they were playing for that number one overall seed. So if they go to the championship, right. they get to host games one and three if necessary. So they did have something to play for and scoring 16 goals for the first time since I don't even remember the last time the band scored 16 goals, but uh, it could be from January, February. I don't even remember off the top of my head, but it's great that this offense is finally back to its usual form. Yep. With Dane Smith and Josh Byrne combining for 225 points this season. Uh, obviously you go to those two guys, but again, with Chase coming back in the lineup late in the season and he's still producing also with Chris Cloutier coming back and he's also producing. He had four goals last night along with Chase's uh, three and three having six total points. And you know what? This offense can be dangerous when it wants to be. And the timing couldn't be perfect. I mean, obviously they knew that they had to go into Albany and they says, you know what, even though we're facing the last place team, we can't treat them like a last place team. So we got to go out there and do the best that we can do. And they've, Obviously proved that on Saturday at the MVP arena by winning 16 to 10. It was a great win. I mean, just a great victory. Um, once again, I mean, we're, we're, we're going to take what we took from this game and hopefully carry mm-hmm. it into next week where we take on the Rochester Nighthawks for round one. That's going to be a great game rivalry matchup. Um, I, I can't even wait for this game. I know it's going to be electric the whole time. Connor Fields is coming back to face against his former team. In yep. his old building, wearing the opposite team's colored jersey. It's going to be great. Uh, but, I mean, just the Bandits fans in general that have been – big shout-out to them who have been making the making the trips out to every city. Uh, there's a lot of them that came to San Diego, a lot of them mm-hmm. that went to Albany, a lot of them that went up to Toronto, even in an 18-7 loss. 
Uh, even back in the 12-10 victory, there were still a bunch of Bandit fans there. Rochester is always a big one. Uh, it was weird not playing them twice a year in their building or twice mm. this year in their building. But, um, yeah, just a big shout-out to them too because, I mean, I think without the Bandits Mafia at every single one of these road games, it would just be a completely, completely different atmosphere. And it really does feel like there's a six-man on the floor. So 14-4 and four season – you got to give it to the players on the field. You got to give it to a guy like Chris Swenson, who's firing the boys up, but the fans especially too. Yeah, I can't think uh, um, enough with the Bandits Mafia going to the away games of this year, and especially for us. Like uh, I know you caught the one Rochester game, and so did I. We were yep. there at the same game. Um, the second away game for me this year was out, definitely the last one, so we had to count for something big. And uh, again. It's unbelievable. They said there was 3,000 fans at last at Saturday's game, and, and obviously there wasn't, but we overwhelmed them. It was basically Bandits Mafia. It was a second arena. We claimed it. We decided it was ours, and guess what? There was no booze on the other team's side or no fans saying, well, we can't outnumber these guys because <laughs> barely anybody decided to show up. And game right. tickets were only $3.00 to go watch them so who cares come out of nowhere just to go watch these guys and and i got a bad feeling albany might not be back next year honestly to tell you the truth not with the attendance that they had this year it was so sad to see it's the same thing with the riptide too man like i i really 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 wonder like a young team like the riptide how do fans not want to go see them and albany like they are i mean not winning and being the worst team in the NLL is not going to help your attendance numbers, but right. I mean, this is their second go at it. If they swing and miss this time, I don't think they're going to have another team back there in Albany. I mean, the right. bandits, they're, they're, their fans are a different breed and everybody knows that they go mm-hmm. to every city. They, they'll go to the West coast. They'll go into Western Canada. They'll go to Ontario to watch games. And right. it, it's just a completely different atmosphere. But like when you have these new aspiring teams, I mean, they moved out of new England because of lack of attendance. I think they I think they just treaded water or went a little bit backwards with this logic mm-hmm. because they're still not getting any attendance. If not no. that, then much worse than how they did in than their attendance numbers in New England. Yeah, I mean, at the Mohegan Sun up in Connecticut, I mean, the numbers were actually kind of decent that they had. They had like about four to five thousand easy um, filling a seventy seven hundred uh, fan base. But again, if you can't get like half or better every time they go play. What's the sense? Right. You're, you're only disrespecting the team by not showing up. I mean, they're there to represent you. And if you guys don't want to go see the games, that's kind of sad. Look at Panther City. Right. They're not, there's barely anybody there. But playoff they're playoff team. Third place playoff team right now for the first time. I think this is their, yeah, this is their first year in. And look what happens. So hopefully next year we'll see Panther City grow and get like more and more fans. And hopefully the fan base will grow down there. But Albany, don't give up on your team right away because of how bad they are playing or they've given up the top players in the league. I'm sure they'll go next year and go full out on getting a top star, hopefully to help get that momentum back. But it's just sad to see empty seats in the, in the arena. Cause it's like, wow, why did, you know, with the fact of coming out and seeing like a baseball game and you barely see anybody in the month of April when it first starts, but God, I feel bad for Albany sometimes right. with that fact, you know? And, and and this league is really trying to expand too. And it's not really helping your numbers when cities are, are not, you know, bringing the, bringing the attendance numbers. And I, I'm not expecting like Colorado, Buffalo, Toronto numbers, but like, 
you know, maybe half capacity, make some money for the league because we all want this league to expand. Everybody does. Everybody that, that's a fan of the sport wants it to expand. But I, I think maybe if Albany has a, a better roster, if they have a better result next year, if they get another shot next year, um, mm-hmm. you know, you, you can only hope that those numbers get up. Uh, but I can tell you one thing, the numbers of the population in Banditland are going to be skyrocketing because they're going to be hosting the Rochester Nighthawks this yep. Saturday night, May 6th, is going to be a showdown. Two teams with some bad blood against each other. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, it's, it's not really quite at the level it is with the Toronto Rock. But, I mean, we got to quickly move on. I guess we can make this our quick little preview, too. Our little, sure. our little recap slash preview. Um, mm-hmm. But you really got to, you know, it was nice to get that number one overall seed and nice to get that win. Know that your offense is back, but it's it's. 100% onto this game now. I bet you the Bandits have really just moved on from Saturday's game, celebrated a little bit, and now it's back to work because, I mean, the quarterfinals, it's like a wild card in baseball, essentially. You win, you're in, and if you lose, you go home. It's it's Unless you get to the Eastern quarter, or at least you get to the Eastern division finals or the finals, it's best two out of three. Um, yep. But this is one of those one-and-done type of situations here. Yep, you can't overthink and you cannot assume that it's going to go your way. You have to play smart. And now it's said and done. The regular season's done. God bless you guys. You guys got 14 wins out of 18. That's awesome. Yeah. You proved yourselves to be number one. Now you have to show that you're number one. You have to go into the playoffs and you have to go, guess what? You're not beating us here. This is our house. This is the key bank center. This is the home of the Buffalo bandits, not home of the Rochester Nighthawks. You got to go in there with a full head of steam and don't give your opponents a chance to breathe. I've said this even before with a lot of teams um, with every team that we have faced this year. And, For those that we haven't, you've got to understand something. Yes, Rochester had a slump, but they still found a way to sneak in. Yep. But you cannot sleep on that, even though they're doing bad before playoffs and they still get in, but you cannot sleep on Connor Fields. You cannot sleep on Thomas Hogarth. You cannot sleep on Katoni. You cannot sleep on their goaltending with Hartley because Hartley is like our I mean, I got to give props to Hartley because he is He's great. Uh, sort of like a Dominic Hasek in a way with uh, the sprawling butterfly type goaltending, and he's quick. So that's a thing you got to use your, your mental and your hand-eye coordination to do the one-timer plays, and you got to make them count every time because if you have the offense not clicking right away against Hartley, you're going to be in for a very long night so basically all i gotta say is keep the offense going don't stop shooting obviously we got outshot last saturday uh to albany 60 to 47 but defensively we played smart and the goaltending was awesome by both goaltenders no matter what who we had in there huge and shout the out to Devlin Shanahan we, though for winning yes. heavyweight player of the game absolutely yes he did because he made 10 out of 12 saves, even though he allowed two in the little bit of time that he played. But they weren't they weren't uh, giving him a chance to, you know, breathe easy. They tested him, so they wanted to see a how lot. well he can do. And he did good. I have to give props to him. He did good. So, again, uh, for Devlin's sake, to be like the assistant to Matt Vince and learn from one of the best goaltenders in the National Lacrosse League, that's a profit itself. I, I think it's it's huge when you when you look at your opponent ahead of time because 
you never know what you're going to get, especially in the playoffs. I mean, mm-hmm. what you got against Albany is not what you're going to get against Rochester. I'm sorry, but that's not going to be the nope. reality of it all. We went Rochester. to two Rochester games this year. We went to one at home, one on the road, and Hartley was lights out in one game. And then mm-hmm. he was beatable in the other game. You want to know why he was beatable in the other game? It was because our secondary players stepped up and started shooting the ball. They didn't have mm-hmm. a lot of film on Dalton Solver at the time. They didn't have a lot of film on Brad McCulley at the time. Right. What's going to be big coming up in this game is the secondary shooting and secondary scoring. Get guys like Ian McKay the ball, have him shoot it. Give guys like Brad McCulley the ball and shoot it. Dalton Solver, I mean – Kyle Buchanan dancing around the crease. Give him that ball because, I mean, that's going to be huge going into this Saturday. Yeah, unsung hero for sure. As Kyle, again, out of no other tomorrow, even though he had three points going against Albany, he had a goal and two assists. But the fact is that he is a workhorse. He, you, Between Ian McKay and been. Kyle Buchanan, I mean, those are the your true two unsung heroes of the team. They're the two studs that have really stepped up when we were having the injury bug on our team. And you got to look at the fact that all around, we are really dangerous if everybody is 100% ready to go on the offense side. But transition-wise, you can't be mad about our Fogo guy because he won 25 out of 31 face-offs against Albany. And yes, they didn't have one of the best face-offs guys in the circle against him, which was Nardella. And he was hurt before going into this game and he was declared out for that game. And that was a huge step up for Max because Max obviously knew, hey, they got a rookie guy that probably hasn't seen the faceoff at all, and I could take full-on advantage of this, and he did. He looked like there was nothing that could beat him. Like He he looked like Trevor Baptiste style. He looked like the old Jay Thornbert style. Oh, yeah. He looked like, oh, he looked like the guys that, no matter who you face, he was the best in that day. And then you know what? He's grown to become one of our best FOGO guys in Bandits history. So kudos to you, Max, for doing your part in setting up and starting the plays up like you were. And he never quit on any face-off, no matter if he lost a few or he won a lot. But he looked good out there from start to finish. And I don't know if you noticed this, but I really thought that the physicality from this whole Bandits team really stepped up. And they're oh, they yeah. going to need to step up and lay some big hits, big clean hits uh, against yes. the Rochester Nighthawks because uh, – Rochester's going to – they're going to battle back the whole way. I mean, expect this oh, to be yeah. close. Expect this to be a, one of those bite-your-nails type of games because let's be mm-hmm. real. I mean, uh, we, we handled Albany fine last year in the quarterfinals, if you yes. believe it or not, that they actually made it to the quarterfinals last year. But we handled mm-hmm. them pretty much – we handled them, handled them pretty well. Scored mm-hmm. early, never really looked back. Um, right. And then when you got to the Eastern Division final, the Rock were giving us that, those hard attack type of games. I compare right. Rochester to Toronto a lot. I think Toronto is a more physical version of Rochester, and they're a little mm-hmm. bit better than Rochester for sure, and the standings obviously prove that. But Rochester is not going to be one of those teams that's just going to be easily put away. That's just not going to no, be So you have to score early, step on their throats, and just keep pushing. Don't don't coast to the finish line because you'll, you'll never make it. You're, you're going to get passed. So step on their throats, pedal to the metal the whole way through. Yeah, you can't give these guys a breath of air. You can't give them the open window to get into the house. You got to literally say, hmm, I'm playing defense mode. This is our house. We're going to defend it at all costs, and we're going to make sure you get blasted back to Rochester. But again, they have to play very 
very smartly. You cannot give into uh, the instigation penalties and you cannot retaliate. That's no. one big key we both have said all year round is that you got to stay out of the box. And that's going to be huge for the defensive part, for transition part, and for offensive part. You got to influence their game with your game. Means if they're going to try to get penalties against you, you've got to do it sort of the same way back. And you've got to keep your heads clear. Try not to trash talk the referees as much as possible, as much try as you not to, hate yeah. the call. But you have got to bite your tongue and just keep pressing forward. You cannot let these guys take control of the game. You guys got to control the game. That's it. You got to be the controller. You have to be the ones that are locked down, especially defensively, too, because we know this offense can pick it up now. It's about mm-hmm. this defensive lockdown in the trenches when it truly matters, and I think we do have the team to do it. Tehoka, yep. hopefully he gets better uh, pretty, pretty soon, and I, I know that hopefully he stays healthy throughout the whole playoffs, and mm-hmm. uh, hopefully Frazier's injury was just a little stinger or something, and it's a little precautionary. That's why they took him out in the, late in the fourth quarter. They already knew the game was over. I think they took, mm-hmm. like, what, a 16-9 lead, and if the game ended 16-10, to 10, it really didn't matter at that point. Yeah. Uh, let him rest up a little bit and see what happens. Um but I, I feel really comfortable about going into this game, Tony, if I'm being completely honest. It's just take it game by game. Don't look back. Mm-hmm. And if you reach the championship, don't let the lights be too bright. Nope. You can't. You got You already been there a couple times already, and it's just completing the story. Now, I know you guys have – how the Bandits have been playing for those last few seasons and how we've gotten to the, to the torch, but we cannot be the ones holding it up. So what they have to do, instead of doing – what they have done in the past. And I know this is gun ho. They should be going full throttle throughout the entire uh, first half of the year. Like they've been, like, like you said, they score early and they never look back. Obviously this team against Albany, it was a little different scenario because the moment you push forward and you get those goals early, and this is a team like Albany is not a team that really usually comes back and they don't have really the firepower, honestly, between just with Kelly and with Fox and with Keeley. I mean, honestly, those guys really haven't really proven to us as fans that they have a chance to come back. But other than that, the Bandits themselves have proven they are a come-from-behind team this year, that they have conditioned themselves to where read the opponents first and then attack the situations later, which means first half you figure them out, second half you go gun-ho and give it everything you got. And they've been, by the way, winning percentage-wise proves my point is that they have done something different to make themselves just a little bit better than they were the last few seasons. Yep, and they've overcome adversity this year, something that they really Mm -hmm. never did last year, battling a bunch of injuries, yeah. Um, I think this 14 and four team is different from last year's 14 and four team. The way that they're mm-hmm. overcoming these these types of injuries and they're battling through every single thing. They really never went through that stuff last year. They had a healthy field, healthy Tehoka in his rookie season. They had a healthy Chase Frazier, healthy Dane Smith. I feel like all those guys, with exception of Dane Smith, have been on the IR for at least – I mean, a little bit of the season, missed a few games. Chris Cloutier almost missed half – I mean, missed, what, over half the season? Pretty much. Injury. And yeah. same with Robinson, and Justin Robinson went back on the IR, which really hurts going into the playoffs. But, mm-hmm. you know, they've proven time and time again they've only lost four games, and mm-hmm. they know how to win games without him in the lineup too. 
So it really right. shouldn't be too catastrophic, but you really want a guy like him in the lineup. Um, but at the same time, I, I have all the confidence in the world. This team has been do- overcoming adversity all season long. Why have it stopped now going into the playoffs? Yeah, depth has been our fan favorite so far this year. I mean, there's guys like you mentioned already with Dalton Silver, with Brad McCauley. We can't forget about Carter McKenzie. We cannot forget about uh, Sam LaRue, or we cannot forget about those guys who have literally said, I can do the job too, coach. Just give me a chance to prove myself. And that's what they've done. We have maybe in my humble opinion, is a complete set ready to go and finally can say, hey, let's take this one game at a time, take one teammate at a time, and then see what we can do when we get there. Until we do, right now, as our main focus is against Rochester this Saturday. And you have to take it game by game. Don't look at the whole outlook. Look, no. at, look, at, your, look at your opponent for the week and just focus on beating them and then take it game by game. That's it. You can't That's overlook it. into the playoffs. The lights will get too bright, and then we start to choke. So, mm-hmm. I mean, 16-10 to 10 is a great victory. 14-4 and 4 is a great record to have. It ties our record best. I think we've finished 14-4 and 4 three separate times, 2019, last year, and now this year. Um, so I'm, I'm feeling really, really good about this. It's just about finishing the job this year, putting the final nail in the coffin, and finally raising our fifth championship. But you got to focus on Rochester this week. Yep. Take, like you said, it is against Rochester. It is against your little brother, you know, not an hour away. Uh, oh my God. An hour and a half away <laughs> from each other. So again, it. take it down one game at a time, put your foot down and let them know that this is your house. We defend it. This is the orange and black County. This isn't green and, and whatever color County. This is your this yeah. is your job, boys. Army this is green. what you got to do. Yeah. Army greens. But this is uh, a force that they can't reckon with. So, you know what? I agree. Go out there, have fun, play smart, and don't take stupid penalties. Prove That's yourself. basically it. Yep. Prove yeah. yourself that you're the true champions that you want to that you want to convince the whole league to be. Um, yep. Play the I, game. If, Who do you think? If I had to give a prediction of the score of this game, um, or honestly, player of last game, uh, in my eyes, yeah, is is Chase Frazier. I mean, this dude has been turning on the afterburners a lot lately, and um, he's really been showing that he's going to be that sneaky forward going into the playoffs. We hope at least. Um, mm-hmm. Chase Frazier for sure. I mean, despite getting banged up a little bit, I still think he's going to be. I, he's my player of the game for sure, and he's going to carry that in the playoffs. Yep, and. My player to go to, I mean, I would love to say Matt Vince because, again, he has proven why he is at his age and still has the game of a 20-year-old is unheard of. But I have to go another route, and that is finally uh, Chris Cloutier scoring four goals, um, really finally letting go of that Bombberry sidearm shot to use. And he is dangerous that way, and he's a powerful left hand that we needed to especially score when needed to and, and i know people are going to say well we're playing against a last place team i mean it's going up against doug jameson and such i, I get that i mean but you know understandable what? give credit where credit is still due chris has been out for a while you still and to he beat has these been, teams yeah yes and if you give him a chance i mean look at what he does when he actually shoots he does score and that is my go-to guy is number two, Chris Cloutier, because he has proven to me that no matter what kind of hand or thumb injury that he had, didn't look like he was hurting at all. He was having fun and back in the groove of things. And that's especially a left-hander we need for the playoffs. And now with that said, who is your 
uh, who, what, or what is going to be your score prediction for the Eastern Quarter Finals matchup between the Bandits and Rochester Nighthawks? If I had to start, I would say it's going to be close, but I think the Bandits mm-hmm. win this game 12-9. 12-9. Hmm. Well, nine. Oh, keeping them under 10. That is Matt huge Matt against his former team. Hell yeah. Oh, boy. Well, um, you let you shut down Fields, you shut down Katoni, and you slow down Smith, Hogarth, and Gilray. It's huge. That's tough. I mean, held him, again, held him to 10 last time we played him. Held him to 10. With yeah, a, it was 13 10 at home last time. The very time. depleted roster, I might add, with right. banged up and roster. They are yeah. But they're going to come out with a different attitude, I think. But again, it's going to be a trap game. To yep. me, it's a trapper. And I it's don't want to say a overtime. I don't want to say overtime. So I'm not going with overtime. Don't do I'm overtime, say, man. I'm going to say Bandits 14, Nighthawks 10. We march on to the Eastern Final against either Toronto or Halifax. All right. Sounds awesome. That's my, and, that's uh, my prediction. I honestly don't care. As long as we win this game, I don't care who we face. If you want to you be the champions, you got to face against the best teams. I yep. really wouldn't pref- – I don't have a preference if you're going to play Halifax or Toronto. I really don't. You have to prove that you're All the right. best, and it doesn't matter who you face against. you got to go in with that attitude. But, uh, Tony, this has been a fun season, great season covering the boys in the orange and black. 2023 will be remembered. It would be even more remembered if we finish the job this time. That will be huge – if we do that, yep. uh, but just got to take it one game at a time. It's not like a broken record. It's not like a broken cuckoo clock, but we got to take it <laughs> one game at a time. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's all we can do. And also we'd like to thank our sponsor, Mitchell's Tavern at 734 Sheridan Drive up in Tonawanda, New York. If you guys all want to go check out the best beef and wick in Tonawanda, that is, or you want to check out other bar foods, you can go there and mention the boys here from Bandaland Boulevard, myself, Tony LaMonica over there for Trevor Hauer. Tell them that we sent you and you guys will have great food and amazing service. And I can't promise you uh, if you guys want to ever go back, but I guarantee you that you would probably want to say yes to what we said. So go on and check that out. Also, we want you guys also uh, to thank those who have watched us on YouTube, uh, giving us that like and subscribe and also hitting that notification bell to check your boys out here talking about Buffalo Bandits lacrosse. Absolutely. And also, we like to thank those who like to listen in on any device there is known to man on Spotify.fm and Anchor, uh, just to say, give us that five-star rating and hope to hear more about it. And we do apologize uh, for the few missed pregame shows that we were supposed to do, and we do apologize deeply for that. That we Life, hope life not does make- happen. Yep. Well, yeah, I understand. <laughs> I understand that too. And yes, we do have life and I'm sure everybody else does too. Sure. So with that being said, thank you again from the fans listening in on the regular season. And we are now ready to go for playoff action. So this is going to be a huge new year and hopefully the final crowning of the championship where it rightfully belongs back home in Buffalo, New York. You're 14 and four, throw it out the window. Now you're everybody's zero and zero. Everybody's zero and zero that's now it. going into the playoffs. Um, hate to be that guy to say it, but I mean, that's just the reality of it all. 14 and four was last week. Everyone's zero and zero this week, whoever still made it out alive. So I think with that said, Tony, we have three more words to give to our wonderful audience out here uh, before we head into Absolutely. this quarterfinals matchup against our little brothers in Rocktown. Ready? Mm-hmm. Three yes, words. Sir. Let's let's go go bandits. Bandits. Let's go. Let's freaking go.